Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Thanks. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's see how competitive you are. We love coach. Give us as much coach as possible on draft week. 2022, it's episode 93 coming at you live Whoa, on a Tuesday. Hey, what a guy. Thanks for being here. It's the Grease Pole Podcast. Give us a follow on IG at Grease Pole Podcast. We're also on TikTok as well. We haven't posted one since the initial one uh, about a month ago that we discussed, but we'll get back there immediately. Or eventually is what I meant to say. Not like right now we're going to drop what we're fucking doing and go do a TikTok. We have an episode to get to first. Um, rejuvenated here, man. Rejuvenated. We were talking before uh, before we came on about uh, we'll get to draft shit, people. The draft's 48 hours away. Happy, happy time. Full Eagles mock coming your way. But first, you ever have, like, just, first of all, nice to recharge the batteries, yeah? Yeah, very much so, because life as it's been the last three years, like, the battery is almost constantly freaking empty. Dude, <laughs> isn't it, though? Yeah. You know, and so like 48 hours to just be able to go, you know what? For an adult, not a, not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And then <laughs> gets completely chucked out the window. Yeah. Immediately back to the seven, five, seven, we come, Yeah, you know, and it's just like, oh, okay. This is why I needed to leave. Yeah. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. Yeah. You know, not everything, but just like, yeah, there are certain things about this area. Yes. Like, that's right. It's it's this time of the week again, mm-hmm. you know, for the bullshit to make an appearance. But uh, yeah, man, um, first uh, first true vacay. <laughs> Live mics now. First true vacay in a while. Mm-hmm. In a while, dude. Like no traveling circus, you know, <laughs> just just a vacay, man. Uh, it was nice. It was very nice. So I saw a couple pictures. I can't remember if it was like I actually went on to Facebook to do something, or if it, it, I assume it was probably the gram. Yes, because I don't book. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I, I seen you and and Sean out on a boat and stuff, and I was like, oh man, that's cool. Yeah, like, dude. Actually relaxing. Yes, <laughs> it was so fucking nice. It was very nice, and like, it was just it was cool to be able to like. There's another side of life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. know, not care, few brews, sand, toes in the sand, you yeah. know, like, yeah, not, not bad, dude. I've never been a toes in the sand kind of guy, but like where we live, if you want that quick getaway, that's pretty much all you have. You There's have, a you lot of beach right. somewhere. There's a lot of options around here mm-hmm. for that. You um, can go like two, two, three hours south. You can go an hour 
you know yes. east you can go like north yeah there's a lot there's of plenty <laughs> or you can go you know a few minutes away yeah you know might yeah. not might not be the cleanest definitely not the cleanest <laughs> no but but if yeah there's water there yep. there's water around mm -hmm. you know if that's what if that's what you're looking for we actually uh, went out to fort monroe sunday afternoon like a okay. walk we didn't like beach it up we just yeah. kind of went out to there and right I immediately clammed up because, of course, <clears throat> the weather has finally cleared up here. Yep. And so this, we we got our, like, two days of spring. Yep. And we basically jumped right two feet into summer. Oh, 100%. Dude. And Sunday was, like, the first big day of that. Uh -huh. And so Fort Monroe, wall-to-wall -wall people. Naturally. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I get it. <laughs> right. Normally, I would be mad about that. I mean, my anxiety still, you know, was triggered. Yeah. But, like normally i would have been mad like oh god uh-huh but i was like of course like it's yeah, eight, sure. 84 85 degrees yep everybody wants to come cook themselves yep yeah. So, yeah that's i'll say this juxtaposition to shorelines here they're not they're great if you sands the crowds of people mm -hmm. like but that's me anywhere dude like crowds of people i'm weird unless it's a sporting event or a concert where i'm distracted yep but just being in a crowd of people for the sake of being in a crowd of people for just Caucasian summertime activities. Like, yeah. Pass. <laughs> yeah. All set. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm good. I'm crowd good. of people at the beach of all places because I, there was a brief moment in time where I was so gross that I was t-shirt at the beach guy. Mm -hmm. But, like, mm -hmm. I've, I've become enough of a dad that, you know, that's not going to be a thing. I, but I'm still conscious of... I'm gross. <laughs> Did you go shirtless though? This Sunday, no, nah, I didn't. Oh, but man. but I do. Like if we yeah. actually, if we actually go to the beach, I definitely fuck yeah, dude. It's like, look, man, I get it. I'm gross. I'm the fat guy that the people are laughing at. But who? Yeah. Who, what am I gonna? I'm I'm gonna sit here in, in a shirt at the beach. What Come is, on. You know what? You know what it is though. When you wear a shirt, you know what's obvious that like I'm not 160 pounds. <laughs> yeah. So I might as well just own this fucking shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, like, yeah, you, it's almost like at times if you wear the shirt, you're advertising even more. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I for the first time in several years, topless at the beach this weekend. Yeah, dude. Hey. And I was like, you know what? Not fired up about everything, <laughs> you know, yeah. but again, end result is I can look, I can do this and I can see everything. Yeah. So that's a plus because yes. it was not always that way. <laughs> You know, go, go gadget neck had to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Optical illusions. Oh, it wasn't always that tiny, <laughs> you know, penis jokes. We're really mature here on the pod. Um, we are not 12. Yeah. Not at, all. not at all. <laughs> you know, but yeah, dude, uh, topless this week at the shore, a little dune jumping. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was really worried. Uh, the knee was going to blow out though, but it did not. Oh, God. No Carson Wentz. So we're still here. <laughs> Um, which, yeah, if it's going to happen, I'd rather it happen at work so I can work in workman's comp for yeah, those motherfuckers. Dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know that it would be worth it because like they don't pay you a hundred percent of your full salary. Mm. And I would argue that my full salary is bullshit anyway, but you know, I'm biased. <laughs> if there's any work people that happen to stumble across this pod, nosy fuckers. Uh, I do want to say something regarding, cause I, it, it pains me to look at this video quality. I know it can be so much better. I I think I do think that it's coming out better than it looks on that screen. I think it's it's better on the actual yeah, it's definitely better on the actual screen. But uh purchase the light, it'll be here tomorrow. 
Hey, finally, finally, good shit. Good finally, shit. honestly, I'm so goddamn stupid. I didn't. I well, maybe I'm not stupid. Uh oh, uh, goddamn. What's the word I'm looking for that is now escaping me? <laughs> this is great pod. Um, I can adjust whatever the word for that is looking for. I forgot there was no light in here. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know what the versatile. Adapt? Versatile. Adaptable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't figure it out. So I'm just <laughs> gonna suck my vape pen. There you go. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's definitely something that's been bothering me over the last. I don't know what's what's it been like a month, a little over a month maybe. It's been a month, and I've been a shitty friend because I was like, "There's a bunch. Of, there's a cornucopia of light bulbs at the house. I'll go look." And uh, I did not look, but I don't think there's a light bulb of that type, though. No, man, that thing. There's a bunch of black it's like lights. 105 watts. It's <laughs> the the thing is like this long. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's a very big, odd. Big shape. ass light. Yeah, I do so. have a lot of colored LED light bulbs though. Hmm. Green and orange, flyers and eagles, naturally. Um, so yeah, we can have fun with that. I also yes. have red ones. Somewhat related. Uh, that door over there, the doorway, the door jam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things my wife and I are, are planning on doing is getting actual doors there. Once that happens... Shout out to the doors. Greatest band of all time. There is a fog machine over there. Oh, fuck, dude. Undertaker. And a disco ball. Oh, dude. Those will be happening during pod. I have a Flyers... Uh, I mean, it's... Look, we're... We're we're rivals in in division alignment geographically only. We're both yeah. cheeks. Yeah, but uh, but at both... least we're young cheeks. You're just not good. <laughs> we're confused, just yeah. cheeks. Yeah, we're we're a mess. Um, over the weekend, I was telling V and the kid, I was like, the Flyers are literally going to be one of the worst teams in hockey for like the next three to five years. Probably, I it's mean, going to be barring some major trade or something yeah. comes in that's just yeah. lights it up. Meanwhile, look what the old Caps doing down there in Sunrise, Florida. Yeah. Killing it. 13 dubs in a row for the Ice Cats. Probably going to the cup. Yep. Good for him. They're probably going to get squashed by the Avalanche, but. More than likely. But I, I still, I've said this. I told V the night the trade happened, we were over at some friends' houses. I was like, I'm not going Panthers sweater, but I will get a Panthers Jeru jersey. And I yeah. have not ordered one yet. I should because playoffs are coming. So mm-hmm. I should get on that. Um, I should also get on a lot of shit that I just don't do because ADHD and procrastination. Mm-hmm. You know how fun it is to figure out that you think you have ADHD at 34 years old? Dude, how do you think I felt at 38 when I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I think I'm on the spectrum. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I might be too, man. It's it's a thing. I mean, like a lot of a lot of people our age, because it wasn't a thing when we were kids. No, dude. Like not like it is now yeah it wasn't it wasn't now you have all these resources and like and v has it not to put her business out there i don't think she'd mind but so like i've done a lot of like homework on it and like the more and more i learn about it and like we talk it's just like that's me (laughs) these are all me yeah yeah fuck i have adhd i i'm i'm almost certain i have undiagnosed that's gotten worse as i've gotten older yeah because it's gone undiagnosed and at this point right. um actually chris otto you may have met but probably possibly not i know we talk shit in the discord is all yeah I know. he's a yanks fan and um <laughs> that guy yes uh gross <laughs> sir <laughs> screw the yanks yeah <laughs> fuck your team <laughs> um but uh he got diagnosed recently he's 50 
and oh, shit. he got medicine for it and he's like like when i take my medicine it's like clarity clarity like, yeah just, dude you know yeah it's like it's awesome it's fucking like, yeah dude it's like i don't know you've, you're making a case right i could use some clarity every now and then <laughs> friend my brain right? is just constantly everywhere dude everywhere like i have these weird moments where it happened over the weekend ironically for like a matter of seconds until she snapped me out of it where i just get like overstimulated mm-hmm. i don't know like and the fucked up part is like all we were doing was just like okay let's get some gifts for people let's shop for ourselves there's racks of clothing around mm-hmm. and because i was l- large dude for a while needed a new pair of swim trunks so that became you know a struggle. Yeah, it became a scavenger hunt, you know. <laughs> and it's like there was a brief moment there where it was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna need a minute," you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's weird when you're like consciously like you suppress all this shit for years, and then mm-hmm. you become like acutely aware of it, and you're like, "What the fuck? Like, I what? Also, what is addressing this in the moment? What is this? Yeah. Instead I, of just drowning it in Jameson. Yeah, that's you the know? other thing. Yeah. Fuck. <clears throat> I think I think the other thing that's kind of exacerbated the the ADHD like the pandemic like just the anxiety of of it which anxiety goes hand in hand with ADHD yeah. like they're essentially one in the same overstimulation yes um, it's all kind of at least next to each other yeah so I think you know the idea of don't go in the store don't mm-hmm. go in the store. And then you go in, and there's people everywhere. So, like, yeah. even before the pandemic, if I went in the store. The pandy. You know, everybody's there. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Let me let me take a minute. And then now <laughs> I go in. I'm still, I'm still like, depending on the store. Like, if it's a grocery store, I'm still wearing a mask. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I don't care what you say. I'm wearing a mask in the store. Right. I'm, especially right now, I'm very sneezy, so pollen you never know yeah i better safe than sorry i can 100%. wear i can wear the dumb mask for 20 minutes right right um, make fun of me don't care yeah, i don't care yeah you know, it's fine fucking face diapers yeah <laughs> but um <clears throat> the <laughs> the seeing everybody without them yeah doesn't bother me as much as it did like because at first it's like at, at its apex yeah Ooh. <laughs> yeah dude yeah <laughs> okay sidebar adhd hello we're talking about it here we it are. is ADHD pod represent everybody. It's showing its head right now. Yeah, because thinking about I don't know if I said this on the pod or if I told you about this. Mm. So, like in the middle of the shit, like, like at the very like we were a couple months in, like yeah. very early on. Right, we went to uh, the blue shopping place uh-huh, uh, to get some groceries, mm-hmm. and um, we went. <laughs> I'm going down the frozen aisle with the kids. Yeah, I mean the kids are in one place. My wife is somewhere else in the store. Right, and uh, Ooh, two birds, one stone. Right, I like you that know, tactic. Some, sometimes it's got to, especially during these times. Uh-huh. Let's go as fast as possible. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going going down, going down, going down, and then uh, to my left, I just happen to look because I'm she's standing next to the lady standing next to like the chicken part of the frozen section. Yeah, pulls her mask down and sneezes. Puts the mask back up. Oh, well, naturally, it's because she doesn't want her own boogies all over her own face. So that means you're supposed to tolerate them, and everyone else. I froze. Yeah, I, I was like, 
Uh, That's when you just corral kids? the kids and wife and just like, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, dude. Wh- what? This is, this is, this is, we live in a fucked up, like, dude. You, you were smart enough to put the damn thing on. To leave the house. Yeah. And what? When it sneezes. Like the, the reason we're wearing them. Right. Is because of what you just fucking did. And now Purdue Farms has your fucking. Your shit all over it. Yeah. Yeah. You disgusting fuck. Unreal. I couldn't believe I wanted to yell at her. I'm just yeah. like, I did You I, should have beat her with something in your car. We're I, not against yeah, that, but yeah. I did literally and I'm I'm never confrontation guy. I did literally let out a you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Like Yeah, dude. Audible. Right. It's like, are you serious? Right, dude. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, dude. It 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 yeah. The public is the worst, dude. Like it, it dealing <laughs> with down. I've found out like just generally. That's why like this weekend was so great because it's like nine times out of ten, like just give me a chill night over going out and doing shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it, but it was nice to have like a kind of a congregation of both, which is so fucking rare. Um, but yeah, dude. Like it, it, it once you become like especially like for me, I used to have. We just became like diagnosis pod. Um, mock draft coming soon, eventually, as we work through our shit live on the air. But I used to have issues years, and like I've started exploring all this shit recently because, like, you know, natural, especially as dudes, you don't want to like let's not address this at the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe are we a pussy if we do that? Like, nah, dude. Like, actually, it makes you more of an adult. Mm-hmm. And like for years, it was like I had issues falling asleep, but would wake up perfectly fine. As I've become more and more aware of, like, the way my brain fucking works and processes shit, like, I have issues, like, like I can't, I don't allow myself to basically, like, lay down and go to bed until I'm, like, tapped. Because it's like, if not, dude, I know I'm going to lay there and just think about, like, bullshit. Like, Wanda Sykes has this old bit, like, where she's, like, like you lay in bed and wonder, like, where your high school yearbook is. Like, that's what it is, dude. Like, uh-huh. I'll just lay down and, like, that's what, like, the train keeps going. The only time it stops is when... I'm asleep and I don't fall asleep unless it stops. Mm-hmm. So it becomes this fucked up game of like mental tug of war and where it's like a fucking stare down of yep. like, all right, I have to try to shut it off. And then you roll over and you look at the fucking clock and it's like one eighteen. And then you make this mistake. Uh-huh. You pull out the phone. You, well, let me, let me kill a game of, of retro bowl real quick. This mm-hmm. stupid, cheesy tech mobile bootleg football game. I play, let me do that. Let me set my fantasy hockey lineup for tomorrow while I'm here, whatever. Meanwhile, knowing the fucking alarm goes off in three and a half hours mm-hmm. and then like I'm up the next day and you walk in the door and it's like, I'm supposed to give a shit. Why? <laughs> None of this stuff in here is a possession of mine. I do not fucking care. Like, it's weird. I was talking to a guy at work and he was like, I have to get a full eight hours of sleep every <laughs> night. I might REM cycle and all this. I was like, dude, I run on like three a night. During the week, man, like legitimately, it's fucked up. And a lot of it is because I drink a fuck ton of coffee mm-hmm. and energy drinks or whatever else. I brought fucking one of these over and a goddamn Red Bull, <laughs> like because we got fucking like three hours of pod to do tonight. So yeah. I'm like, OK, and then I got to leave, do all the other shit, you know, get ready for fucking work tomorrow. This, that and the third. Like it's like leave here like I'm not done. You know how mm-hmm. it is. And it's yep. like. All right, like it's gonna be a late one. Like if I could afford cocaine, I'd probably do it. Cause also I'd lose a shit ton of weight. You know, it might not look hot because shit would be hanging there all flappy and whatnot. But you know what? We'd it be good. It does have its positives. Yes, you know, but that's it's the thing. mostly negatives. 
for don't sure do drugs kids well that's yeah like it it you know these drug tests and shit like that like don't you think it'd be obvious if i was on something you know like i mean i, yeah. I dropped a good amount of weight pretty quickly but it wasn't like overnight yeah and your you know? face would be all sunken in yeah coke, right so. and all red yeah. you know <laughs> like come on people but yeah man um it's it's Getting older is interesting, especially as your boy has a birthday tomorrow. And like I, I do this weird thing where I, 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 it's stubborn season. Shout out to all my fellow Taurus out there. I don't know if Taurus is a plural. Taurus is Taurai. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but every year around this time, I'm like, let me, let me like peruse a little bit because she's big into astrology and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten more into it. Like a lot of the like for years, I was just kind of like, eh. Like one of my buddies, Ballard's huge into the shit, and um. I don't know what his sign is, um, but whatever. Um, I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> but, like, the more and more I look up on this shit, and I'm not, like, trying to sales pitch this stuff, but the more I find out, I'm like, that's me, man. Yeah. Like, I was reading today. Like, oh, fuck it, I'll expose myself at work while I was supposed to be working. <laughs> Wasn't. Um, at least for this stretch. It was like, Taurus are dangerous when provoked. And I was like, hmm, that <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, just like all this other shit. Um, really like uh, reluctant to let people borrow their personal items and just all this goofy shit that I'm like, this is like, you know, you think you're like quirky. <laughs> like I have all these odd quirks. I'm an odd individual. And then you find out like, is it though? Or like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, cause like the more people you're around and the more whatever, like, yo, there are people out there way more fucked up than me. And God knows I have my shit. We all do. But like, you know what? I'll take my mix bag over like 98% of the people that exist out there. And that also becomes aware to you when you're on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, like that's why, you know, the socials are cool. And since I've kind of scrubbed mine a little bit anyway, I've been on them a little more, you know, still not running my life, but like, yeah, you know, point being less toxic, the better your life is. Yeah. You know? And it was like over the weekend, it was for the most part, like the way everything was, it was more or less 48 hours without a phone, dude. It was so great. It was so great. Cause where we were like cell receptions, not, you know, where we were like, you're not, you know, there's not, there's not Fios, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, this is cool, man. This is cool. I still made sure I stepped out every morning and set my fantasy hockey line up. But <laughs> of uh, because I had to do that. Um, quick sidebar. Um, apparently, the Tug Nut Cup Finals is two weeks this year. That would have been nice to know that. <laughs> yeah. Because I did not know. And Joe <laughs> sent a text in the group like, so it, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I just cashed in all my transactions yesterday yeah. thinking it was the final day uh-huh. and then checked again at like 930 that night and went, of course, valiant effort by the Zamboners, yeah. you know, but, and he also had like, he had like 15 goals on me by like Tuesday. And I was like, oh no. And a shutout like already. I'm and- like, I hate him. I love him. We love you, Joe. But I'm like this fucking guy. Every time we play, it's just like I can't get you. He shits on me, dude. Like it's not even fucking close. And he tried to send like the console, like the friend text. Well, I'm I'm pulling for you. You Still got a chance. Like, don't lie to me, man. No, I don't. No, I don't. I looked, and your goal situation, your goalie situation was five wins to one. I was like. 
Oof. <laughs> like we were saying, of all week, like when your goalies shat themselves against me, mm-hmm. it's like, my goalies on. have gotten me a long way. Yeah. And, you know, we wait till the finals to go, nah, fuck it. OP Shaw, stopping <laughs> yeah. goals. Yeah. We're not here for that. And I'm like, okay. Well, like I said, like, well, both of mine were sieves all year. Bob, Bob and Leonard were, were sieves right. all year. But they would still get the job done. They still get W's. And you at least get the wins, right? You get the wins that keeps you in the in, in the matchup. Mm-hmm. But uh, then <laughs> that <laughs> one, ma- it was like the last month where Bob didn't Bob didn't play at all one week. So like I was scrambling to keep goalies. Yep. And then I think the next week he he finally got back in. Leonard was out yeah. for both of these weeks. So like I was already down both of my goalies. I was like, oh my god, Christ, <laughs> yeah, dude. And I found, I can't remember who now, but I found somebody who like who got me a shutout like the day I I grabbed him. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll keep him in the next week. Let's ride him out. Immediately, six goals the next night. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, get off my team. That's why I hate Bye. it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, it's depressing. But I mean, I guess I'll just take. I mean, apparently it's stretching stretching out through this week, which I don't yeah. I don't know why because I'm dead to rights. But you know, the Zamboners will see it to the finish yeah. line. We don't have a choice. I'm mm-hmm. not going to not set my lineup because I don't know. Maybe, maybe Joe Pavelski decides to score eight goals in a game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Who you fucking never know. knows? Maybe the not. goalies show up this week and, <laughs> and Joe's don't. Right, right. It, yeah, dude. I, I we love him, but you know. I mean, again, I hate playing when I see him. When I see him on the schedule in the league, I'm like, I don't know why I have this this feeling towards Mike. Like, <laughs> Mike is your. It's Mike and Joe for both yeah. of us, dude. I, I don't know what it is about him. I can't I can't beat that dude. Yeah. And it's like no matter what I do, like I can't beat him. Yeah. Like a couple weeks ago, the last time he and I played, um, like I was keeping up with him. Yep. And then he did my move, which is signing somebody for hits. Uh huh. And he signed somebody who was getting hits, and I had to drop my hits guys because I was trying to catch him in like goals or assists or something. Yep. yep blows me away and hits i was like god damn it of course yeah murphy's fucking law absolutely murphy's law and like i dude when i got past mike i was like you know what because mike was another one that like plucky i had trouble with all year Mm -hmm. but i could hang with him and when i like cashed in all those transactions on the final day and beat him i was like no fuck that fuck joe (laughs) love you joe but fuck you like no this is our year and then it took until like Tuesday evening to go. Oh boy, his, his goal. Everybody showed up. Yeah, here we go again. Yeah. You know, like this is just like our teams in real life. Only you know, I made it to the championship. Yeah, you know, Flyers I mean, can't even consolation. Win. Yeah, we can't even win two. We did beat the shit out of the Penguins over the weekend, though. That was fun. That's always a plus. Yeah, I don't think the Devs have done anything positive of note in a month. It's funny because three of the teams represented on this pod. Your devs, my flyers, V's Kraken are three of the five worst teams in <laughs> hockey. But like I told her, like you guys have an excuse. Yeah, they have an excuse. They're new. You're literally brand new. We have a semi excuse. We shouldn't be like one of the fifth worst in the league. Well, I was thinking that, dude, when I saw this over the weekend and we were talking about it, I was like, the Kraken have an excuse. We're just a fucking debacle. Yeah. But I was thinking about you guys. I'm like, the devs for like three years have been like the young team that like, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get there. They'll get there. And it, like, 
it's upsetting that it isn't clicking yet for some reason. Yeah, it's like at some point it's 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 it's, it's, and it's gonna uh, <laughs> like, think, and it needs to happen soon because yeah. we're already starting to pile up the mileage on on that, all the young yeah, guys. Yeah, dude, rookie contracts are gonna run out. You know, your veterans that you brought in, your PK Subban, your Dougie Hamiltons are gonna go. Ah, eh. they're gonna put Ryan Ellis, who we traded for <laughs> for the off season. You know. For Nashville, defenseman, star, you know, whatever, was injured most of the year. We signed him to a seven-year extension after we traded for him. Traded Nolan Patrick, the whole nine. That was a dude that went second overall. It was the year we picked one-two, mm-hmm. the year you guys took Heischer. Uh, We brought in Ryan Ellis, and it was like, all right, awesome. And he's been injured. And I already saw, like, he, he wants out. I was like, <laughs> but he did I don't blame him. A, I don't – I would wrong? want out, too, <laughs> yeah. if I wasn't, like, a fan – and to be fair, even if I was a player and I grew up a fan, I'd probably be more like, yeah, you know what I'm trying to do? Win. Yeah, please. This sucks. <laughs> We're terrible. I hate it here. And there's, <laughs> what's what's the pot? Like, again, they're not cashing in on it, but at least I can gl- hold on to that. The devs are still young. Yeah. Well, and the Flyers have done this weird thing where they've started like, now we want to call all our young guys up, which I get. But it's like, you've been out of it for a while. <laughs> We sat Keith. We fucking we sat Keith Yandel, who had nine hundred and eighty nine consecutive games played. First year we signed him, eleven games away from getting a thousand consecutive starts. He already has the NHL record. He could have got to a thousand, and he's like a massively respected dude around the league. Healthy scratched him like a month ago. Good call. <laughs> what the fuck? Like you can't just like. That matters when you're a team that, like, no offense, that like, uh, that sucks. Yeah. And you're trying to have, like, hey, come play with us in free agency. Like, no, you just, like. You get near, like, big positive things. Yeah. We'll sit you. And you ruin, like, he wasn't even injured. <laughs> we're just like, nah, we're not going to play you. Like, and it pissed people off. Kevin Hayes, who's probably going to be our next captain, came out and was like, yeah, it was bullshit. <laughs> and it's like, fuck. Like, it's misery, dude. Yeah. It's, they were the team a couple years ago that I was the most confident was going to win a championship. But we're, this is going back before the Super Bowl, even. Mm-hmm. I think the Flyers would get one. The Flyers would get one because they had all this young talent. You know, Hextall was killing it in the draft, the whole nine. And I even made a bet with certain other people Uh-oh. that you are aware of that I was like, Flyers will win a cup in the next five years. And we put a significant amount of money on it. <laughs> Good thing I don't speak to this motherfucker anymore. Yeah, really? Because boy was I wrong, <laughs> you know. Uh, Fuck! I just I, again I can pl- I can I can lay the injury excuse. I mean it's it's legitimate, you know. Yeah. Blackwood's been out most of the year. Yes. Um, and he's young too, and you want him to get experience, but still. But still, and then Hughes was out for a good stretch. We did have yeah. a lot of injuries, but like at the he same sure time, he sure was out too for a while, wasn't he? Like two or three times. <laughs> So I mean, like he had one long stretch and then a, a shorter stretch. I think, yeah, if I recall correctly. Jesus so, man, uh, Brat was out for a bit too, and he's right. been a huge, huge bright spot this season. Yeah, um, somebody else was down. Miles Wood was down for a bit. Good looking guy. What a good looking dude. Yeah, and great hockey player. He is. So he like, doesn't have an island like our no, guy, but no. still, still hot. So like, uh, you know, I think him and he should were down at the same time. So like. We're down to like third, our third center. So you know, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, the devs have a young Dawson Mercer, also attractive yeah, for a he dude. A, he had a good year this year yeah. too. So. Yeah, dude, we appreciate dude's hotness on this pod. Yeah, Jack and uh, 
Langston. <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank on the well, name? Me too. He, it's my team, and I can't remember. So. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter because both our teams suck. All three of our teams suck. They're all the worst. Yep. But yep. Yep. and of course, Hot Joe is a Caps fan. So I know. no worries there. I mean, they're probably not I going know. to the cup or nothing. But like, God, let's hope not. You know. Well, I, I'm he doesn't gonna, have to worry about them stinking up the joint. I'm gonna give him shit because it's like, like I know he explained to us why he's a Caps fan, but mm-hmm. like now that I'm like annoyed with him, <laughs> be a Wild fan, dude. yeah, dude. You're from Minnesota, yeah, dude. Like it's like the the you know the incident I was telling you about, like I almost told V, like well, this this Hot Joe's team, and then I went, oh no, wait, he's a Caps fan. Mm-hmm. She's like, I thought he's from Minnesota. Of course, like the Wild John. are good now I was too, like, it, so. <laughs> right. So both Joe's teams are good. Yeah. And all of ours are cheeks. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Yep. <laughs> By the way, Joe also has an app because he's clearly not winning at life a lot. Uh, the Hard Work Works <laughs> Fitness app. Go there and uh, Hot Joe will get you uh, get you, get you super hot for the summer and get your beach body uh, together. Not uh, Hopefully more together than Justin and I are, but not as hot as Hot Joe. There is a happy medium uh, for everybody. But go there and, uh, yeah, download that and give Joe your money to make you attractive. Um, there's that. Um, let's do a mock, shall we? Let's, uh, 48 hours away from hearing that little jingle for about five hours. And, uh, I can't wait because I'm Tony Montana and, uh, that's the pile of white shit that's, uh, on the desk with the surveillance monitors in the background. Um, it's my favorite week every year, favorite sporting event of the year. Um, 48 hours away, just 72 hours of just meth. It's so great. Um, so every year we've done here on the pod is final episode before the draft starts. Uh, we drop a full Eagles mock on you. Every single pick. Um, look, this is not, let's not, Hey, this is accuracy here because there's a very good chance. 0% would be the final grade on this, but you know, look, if you're here, chances are, you know what the purpose of a mock draft is. If not, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Um, these are not like, hey, this is who I think we're going to take. Like predictions. It would be awesome. I would be fucking stoked if these were the 10 dudes we walked away with. But it's just to get an idea. You know the deal of a mock draft. So this is not the entire draft. This is the 10 picks that the birds have. And also keep in mind Howie Roseman, because he probably has a tiny penis, loves to move around a lot. There's probably going to be a lot of trading back, a lot of moving up. Uh, either or these 10 picks are probably not the exact 10 picks that we're going to walk away with. In fact, we could walk away with eight or nine or come away with 11, 12, 13. It doesn't, we'll see. But as of right now, these are where we sit. So before you hop in here, yes. Given your, <clears throat> given your druthers, would yep. you rather him leave your first rounders where they are and then start tra- doing all the trades in second round on, or would you rather he try to make a big move in the first? I think you, I, so here's the thing you stay I think you got to stay where you're at. But if anything, I would argue you trade back. I think a lot of times when you trade up, like there's the argument, like if you love a guy enough, go up and get him. Mm -hmm. But I feel like these draft night trades, if you're a team trying to move up, the GM on the other end of the phone knows you're desperate. Like they know you're moving up with the intention of leapfrogging other teams to take a specific guy. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, you don't nobody makes a trade usually until like the team that makes the trade is on the clock. They they know exactly who the fuck they're going to take. So I would prefer if a deal is going to be made to be on the receiving end, to be the team that moves back, to get volume. Especially this draft is one where like 
I don't know that there's a huge difference between like the 30th best player and say the 60th best player. Mm. So if you can stockpile volume in like the third or fourth round, like I was texting V's brother earlier today, like they have the Ravens have seven picks in rounds three and four. Like their GM's going to kill it. I was going to say, Eric DaCosta, you can make a, you can make a good squad out of third and fourth round draft. picks, (laughs) Especially when you're the Ravens and you fucking kill it every year. Not, not our guy. (laughs) <laughs> the fucking weasel like and this is like because this is it like you have a lot of people that held out for the covid year too so like mm-hmm. those third and fourth fifth rounds you're getting like a better quality of player than you normally would mm-hmm. it's not like a super heavy like the top of the draft isn't the best that you'll ever have but it's the talent is so distributed throughout the whole draft that it's like if a move has to be made i'd rather just move back and get more picks mm-hmm. but you know I didn't want to move up last year either, and we moved up for Devontae Smith. I just don't believe it. Like, I'm not big on moving up, man. That's well, just me. It's, it's rare that anybody past, past that first pick is is worth moving up. Well, like, yeah, man. Like, it's just there's so many now. Like, it's, unless you're a team that's, like, a piece away. Yeah. Like the Chiefs, when they gave up a shit ton to go up and get Mahomes, it was a gamble. Like, everybody now is like, oh, like, look how smart they are. Like, Mahomes was not a lock. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. They gave up. I think they moved up from like twenty-seven to ten to get him. Like they gave up a shit ton. Like if you're one piece away, mm-hmm. I get it. But that Y'all is not. not. The, that is not the case with us. <laughs> yeah. That is not the case with More us. Picks, please. Yeah, like it was the the year we won the Super Bowl and we actually traded back with Baltimore. Uh, they moved up in the first round to take Lamar Jackson at thirty-two. We moved back in the second round and took Dallas Goddard. Like if you're a piece away, even you can move back. Who cares? But. You know, then I'm all for it. But like, yeah, we need these picks. Mm-hmm. Like, you got two in the top twenty. Like, take advantage of them. If you've got a chance to move back in the early to mid twenties, where the team wants to move up, if a quarterback falls, and you can get like, say, another second or third rounder, sure, do it. But I don't think anybody that is going to be there at like eleven or twelve is worth trading up for. Except maybe Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, and even him. Like, eh, you'd have to give up both your ones to go up and get him. Mm-hmm. Like, at again too many needs Mm -hmm. so like let's keep the volume especially no offense with how he's track record that's the the more shots he takes is the more likely that (laughs) we'll actually get somebody okay yeah you know like now but see now Devontae smith worked out last year so now he's gonna get cocky Mm. and chesty yeah you know and he he, I'll, i'll give him that the trade with the saints he kind of fleeced him so now he's he's feeling himself a little bit which isn't good, you know? It isn't good because it's the same motherfucker that took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. And Jalen Rager still can't figure out how to not fumble a punt, <laughs> you know? And meanwhile, Justin Jefferson's killing it in Minnesota. And here... Oh, yeah, there's a squad. Here, yeah, here we are, you know? Probably about to take a receiver in the third, in the first round for the third year in a row. Yikes. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> I love it here. That's the theme for this pod. We love it here. Oy. So... With a swig of that, because cocaine, let's go ahead and put the birds on the clock at 15. With a 15th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State, which is kind of gross if you're a Penn State fan like me, because the hell with the fuck eyes. But um, by this point, I figure I've got Jamison Williams going 10 to the Jets. Um, if he's there at 15, I think he is absolutely the pick. Um how he won't be able to resist his big play uh, potential. Tyreek Hill-esque 
an ACL surgery now, there's, you know, Jameson Williams is probably going to be good after four to six weeks. You take that during the playoff stretch if you can. You couple that with Devontae Smith. But I don't think Jamison Williams is going to be there. I do not. If he is, he's the pick. Um, I think Drake London's probably gone as well, which leaves, and Garrett Wilson could be as well. So that leaves your choice of receivers. And it's going to be the third year in a row we take a receiver. People accept it. Um, Chris Olave, it, he's not huge, right? He's just taller than six foot, 190 pounds. Uh, he's the best route runner in this draft, right? He's a playmaker on all three levels. He's able to find that soft spot in zone coverage, can line up anywhere on the field, inside or outside. He doesn't have elite speed, right? He's he's not a burner. He ran a four three nine um, at the combine, but he's fast enough to be able to stretch a defense vertically, which is all you need. Um, you put him with Devontae Smith, I think it's it's – Good things can happen, right? The goal here is to be able to see if this is this is the year for Jalen Hurts to prove that he can be the guy moving forward, right? That's why how he made this deal with New Orleans to be able to go back and get another first rounder next year, so he's got more ammo to move up potentially for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, or maybe Anthony Richardson out of Florida if you know he develops. But you have to be able to maximize Jalen Hurts. You have to, and I think the best way to do that, Jalen Rager is irrelevant here. Devontae Smith, I was wrong there. I will own that. He had a good rookie year and set franchise rookie records. Like, that's what he did. So, you need another receiver, though. You have to. Jalen Rager is a bust. I think, if anything, he could use a change of scenery, and I think he'd be all right elsewhere maybe, but he needs to get the hell out of Philly, and you can't just keep relying on dudes like Greg Ward. Quez Watkins is great, but he's not a number two. Um, You want him as your third receiver at best. And Olave gives... You know, that's a nice one, too, with Devontae Smith and Olave. And I can see Olave very much as a guy that Howie Roseman could like. As much as I can't stand the team he played for in college, dude's a professional. He's a playmaker, and he makes all the sense in the world. I hate to say it, at 15 for the birds. So, with the 18th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select George Karloftis, edge rusher out of Purdue. This is a, a situation where you kind of I, – I could see how – Carl Loftus being potentially his best player available on the board. He's a physical pass rusher. He's got a great first step. His hands and his hips explode off the line of scrimmage. He's got a tremendous punch, uh, active hands. He can bend the edge. Um, he works his way back inside when his depth reaches the quarterback. The only knock on Carl Loftus I can see is that he knocks on the door a lot. He doesn't always break it down. Um, so does that – Will that translate to the NFL level? Will he get sack production at the NFL level? Um, I believe that quarterback pressures are still worth something, but if you take a guy this high, his ass better be able to get home. And it, it, that's that's the risk you take with a guy like Karloftis. And I can very much see – for me, it depends on – there's been a lot of Trent McDuffie um, I think Devin Lloyd is a guy that a lot of Eagles fans will like. Um, he's probably the popular pick. I hell, I had him at three on my big board. We did the big board episode a month ago. I love Devin Lloyd, but I, I'm just going off the track record here. Howie Roseman does not value linebacker like that. He does not. Um, this team hasn't taken a linebacker in the first round since 1979. We've talked about that. That's been beaten to death throughout this entire pra- draft process with a need at linebacker for this team. And that's not obviously how he hasn't been the GM of this team since 1979, but again, to the point is trend. And I don't know that while I would love Devin Lloyd, it, it, for me, this, these two picks are going to be some combination of receiver edge rusher and corner. 
I think if a Derek Stingley somehow falls to 15, that's whose name gets called. There's all kinds of scenarios that can happen. Sauce Gardner, if he somehow falls to like number 10, you know, does Howie make a call to his former protege, Joe Douglas, and and try to move up for a Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, maybe. Um, Karloftis just feels like an eagle to me. He sounds like an eagle. He looks like an eagle. He plays like an eagle. Uh, I heard Chris Long say this. He reminds him a lot of Brandon Graham. Um, who would, made the only play in Super Bowl 52 on defense uh, for this team. Not not a sexy pick, not a great pick, but at this point, it, it, I shouldn't say not a great pick, a solid pick, but at this point you figure all the edge rushers, your top five is going to be, top ten is going to be loaded with the elite top end pass rushers. None of those dudes are making it out of the top ten. You're going to have to move up to get them. I don't think Jermaine Johnson even makes it past Baltimore at 14. Like, the edge rushers are the strength of this class. At this point, Carl Loftus is the best you've got available. He fills a need. Brandon Graham is fucking 34. We love him, but he's old. Derek Barnett got brought back on a sympathy deal, and that leaves Josh Sweat, who was a Pro Bowl, like a ninth alternate. We love Josh Sweat. He was a local guy here. But you need to rejuvenate what was once a strength for this team, and that's what Carl Loftus would do. So let's move to Friday night, the second round. 51st pick overall. This is where we address the linebacker position with Chad Muma, linebacker out of Wyoming. And he's one of my favorite players in this draft. You'll see the comparisons a lot of times. White linebacker, right? Also went to Wyoming. He'll get comped a lot to Logan Wilson, uh, who we loved two years ago on this pod. Cincinnati took with the first pick of the third round two years ago. And he's had a great career so far. Um, with Muma, you can see his football IQ on film. He reads the play very quickly. He's able to go and snuff it out. Uh, he's very fluid in space. He covers a ton of ground laterally from sideline to sideline. He racks up a shit ton of tackles. He's got great closing speed. Uh, he's able to beat offensive linemen to the spot. He hits gaps quickly on a blitz. And the best thing about him is he puts on a tackling clinic. You watch his form on tape, and he's got perfect tackling form. There's a lot of dudes that come to the league and just want to throw their body at guys, right? Because in Madden, you have a dive button. You have to be able to tackle at linebacker, and Chad Moom is a monster. Um, Guys like him are the reason why if Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe Dean, who I like a lot too, we had him at five on the big board. If a linebacker's name is not called on Thursday night, please don't shit yourself because it's probably not going to. So don't go in expecting it. I think if you can walk away from the second round with a guy like Chad Muma, and now you have Hassan Reddick as well, like that's, that's the start of something here with this linebacking core. You know, Muma's not, he's not a sexy pick. He's not an Kobe Dean. He's not a Devin Lloyd, but Muma is every bit as serviceable as those dudes. And you get him with value here. Like we said, to me, there's every bit, the the difference between like the 25th best player and the 50th player in this draft isn't isn't drastic. If you're able to land a guy like Muma here, it makes all the sense in the world. Doesn't mean how he's going to do it, but this is a spot where I can absolutely see him taking linebacker. It is very much a need for this team. It's a huge need, and it makes perfect sense here with the 51st pick. Speaking of needs, as we go to the third round, with the 83rd overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Marcus Jones, cornerback slash kick returner out of Houston. This was one of the Eagles pre-draft visits, right? So was Chris Olave, for that matter. You get 30 pre-draft visits every year, which just because you bring a guy in does not necessarily mean this is who we're taking. A lot of times it's to clear up character stuff, to sit down to get to know a guy better. Uh, again, you get 30 of them. It, no team has 30 draft picks, okay? So take take it with what you will, but this was one of the guys that Howie Roseman – 
and Nick Sirianni and crew wanted to bring in for a treat for a pre-draft visit. And he's one of these guys that's one of the more versatile players in this draft. He's very undersized for a corner at 5'8", 185, but he plays way above his frame. He's twitchy. He's got great initial burst and closing speed. He matches wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. He's got fluid uh, fluid hips to transition downfield. He can square up and wrap up as a tackler. And he doesn't get burned very often because he has elite top-end speed. And not to mention, as we said, he's one of the most prolific kick returners, return specialists in college football. So not only do you get uh, somebody who is viable at corner, and again, that size at the NFL level we'll see, but he does play above his frame. And when you can add that return element, though, to the game, now you take Jalen Rager's sorry ass and you, you, can, you can get him out of that kick returner, punt returner role. He's no longer there. He's irrelevant. You can give that to Marcus Jones. And when you have a Darius Slay, who's a pro bowler, we love Darius Slay. Um, you know, Zach McPherson, a couple, you know, was a fourth rounder last year. Like this, this, this group of corners is very young. It's very young. It needs to be addressed for years. We like corner can't be neglected anymore. The secondary has been neglected since the Jim Johnson days. Yet with these spread offenses, now you can't just roll Darius Slay out there and be, be fired up about it. He's great. He's awesome. But he needs a running mate out there. He does. And I think Marcus Jones not only fits that mold, uh, but you get the return aspect as well. And as you start getting further into the draft, the third round isn't very deep. We're only at the 83rd pick right now. The more dudes can do, the more value you get out of them, the more the better they are. And I'll give Howie Roseman that. He does value versatility. This is a guy I can very much see being an Eagles pick uh, in a couple days. On to a little deeper in the third round with 101st, Overall pick, Marquise Hayes, guard out of Oklahoma. Three-year starter at Oklahoma. He played multiple schemes, right? So that benefits the running game for uh, for the Birds as well. Guys like Miles Sanders. He's got one of the he's one of the best pass blockers in this class. Is Marquise Hayes? He's got violent hand, violent hands. He finishes defenders. He plays at a whistle. He's a tenacious competitor. Uh, I love watching this guy on tape. The thing with him is he plays a little too upright. But um, if there's a coach that can work on that, it's Jeff Stoutland, one of the best offensive line coaches in the game. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can take a guy like Hayes here and you can correct those technique issues with a guy like Stout. I think this is a huge pick or would be potentially. I think guard at some point has to be addressed because you just lost an all-pro guard in Brandon Brooks in retirement. That's huge. That's huge, especially, again, if this year is about Jalen Hurts and trying to figure him out and what he's got, you got to keep his ass upright. You have to. That's We say that every every year with any quarterback. It's applicable to anybody. You've got to keep your quarterback upright to be able to evaluate, evaluate him properly. And as you see in the photo, Marcus, Marquise Hayes blocked for Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. Not that that matters, but there's that. Um, it fills a need. I like the value here with the 101st pick. I I yeah this makes me happy which means it probably won't happen so let's go to day three fourth round 124th overall pick the birds take charlie kolar tight end out of iowa state and this at some point this has to be addressed and we'll get to that but for kolar he's intelligent he was an academic heisman he's got a great size and catch radius and he's versatile as well in the passing game. He can do a lot. He can turn around and present a quick target to the quarterback, or he can stretch the field on intermediate routes. He can do a lot of things for you at the tight end position. 
He's got a nice release from the line of scrimmage. He's a good route runner for his size as well. And he's able to create separation and work his way back towards the quarterback. And you have to remember, too, Sirianni ran a lot of 12 personnel, right? For those who don't know what 12 personnel is, it's one running back and two tight ends. A tight end number two to Dallas Goddard is sorely needed for this offense. You can't keep trotting out Richard Rodgers and shit. It, like that, the, the the next tight end behind Dallas Goddard this year, I think, had like four catches. Like that's just if if you're going to run twelve personnel that much, which a lot of teams do now, that's not exclusive to Sirianni. Twelve personnel is a th- twelve personnel is a thing now. You have to be able to have a second tight end. You have to. With Ertz going to Arizona now, who's going to be the Dallas Goddard to Zach Ertz that he served to Dallas Goddard? You have to have one. I love the fit here for Charlie Kolar and this team. Um, you know, I think the value here is great. The tight end class, you've got quite a few dudes that are, that, that have a, there's no great elite tight end in this class. There's not a Kyle Pitts from last year, but you've got Trey McBride out of Colorado state, uh, Kate Otten out of Washington, Greg Dolchich out of UCLA, Isaiah likely coastal Carolina. Kohler is one of my favorite players in the draft. I like this dude a lot. And I think he's a perfect fit for this team and what he needs. And at this point in the draft, he makes a shit ton of sense right around here is where he's going to go. Let's move to the fifth round. This is a funny pick. 154th pick overall. Matt Areza, I believe is how you say the guy's name. The punter out of San Diego State. He's nicknamed the punt god. That's all you need to know. This dude's name, you saw him all over the place this year. If you're locked into college football, you've heard his name. Um, The dude has consistent power and incredible touch. I'm going to give you some numbers from this dude, the punt god, in 2021, okay? This last season, he had 39 punts, punts, 39 punts of 60 yards or more, six punts of 70 yards or more, and two punts of 80 yards or more. 38 of his punts were downed inside the 20. That is fucking incredible, right? He had a punt against Air Force that traveled 88 yards in the air from his own end zone. Like, do you not like, think of how difficult it is to be able to punt from your own end zone when everybody's backed up and jammed up from his own end zone? 88 yards in the air. Unreal. That's mythical shit. San Diego State, too, the Aztecs ran a lot of pro-style offense. So there's really no transition to the NFL in terms of him being able to get the ball out quickly. A lot of times you'll see that from college in the NFL. The Aztecs already ran pro-style offense, so he's able to get the ball out quick and do it with accuracy, consistency, distance, the whole nine. Look, I get it's a punter, man. I do. But... Aaron Sipos was shit last year. Dude was cheeks. I don't even like saying the guy's name. He's that bad. Okay. Punter, you can't like, it's fun to knock punters because they're punters. Right. But you got under like, look, the value of being able to flip the field position in this game is huge. And to be able to have somebody that's able to do that for you, just like a kicker, right? Imagine being a Ravens fan and trotting out Justin Tucker with the game on the line, how confident you feel, right? Just like having Adam Vinatieri back in the day. Fuck that guy. But it's just like having him back in the day. Like, you don't appreciate a good kicker or punter until you don't have one. Straight up. And, you know, for years we had him, you know, we had him with Jake Elliott and uh, long ball Donnie, Donnie Jones, who retired after the Super Bowl. Now we've been trying to stabilize the punter spot ever since. Cameron Johnston was great for a couple years. He was, you know, buddy from last year with the goofy name. Get the hell out of here. Let's get the punk god from the Aztecs and stabilize this shit for at least a while so we can, yeah, do the flip the field position thing. Let's move on further into the fifth round. A few picks later, 162nd overall. Hassan Haskins running back out of Michigan. And 
I, I, at some point, I think another running back is going to be drafted. You look at, you know, Miles Sanders is on the last year of his rookie contract. Team likes Kenny Gainwell a lot. I expect Kenny Gainwell to get involved more this year as well. Again, this is a team that finished the last half of the year, finished the NFL and, and you know, best led the NFL in rushing yards, rushing attack after basically having none for the first eight weeks of the year, right? So if that trend continues, you're going to need fresh legs. You're going to want to rotate, dudes. I know a chunk of that was Jalen Hurts, but still, Miles Sanders, who does get hurt sometimes, you've got Kenny Gainwell, who I like a lot, and so does the team, but you still want to have another guy in there, and I think Haskins fits that bill. He runs with low pads. He's very physical. His legs stay moving through contact. He's got everything you want from good lateral quickness to short area quickness. He's great in short yardage and goal line situations. That's an element that this team could use because as much as I love Miles Sanders and his yards per carry, and same with Kenny Gainwell, he's not somebody you can punch in at you know fourth and goal on the one-and-a-half-yard line. Same with Miles Sanders. Haskins is that guy. He's also effective in the passing game out of the backfield final point on him that you can't emphasize enough he's excellent in pass pro miles sanders who i like you know the more you can do from a running back standpoint again this is when you start getting to you know this point in the draft the more you can bring to the table is what makes you stand out against other people you're going to have a lot of running backs on the board at this point still ty chandler zonovan knight nc state there's going to be dudes there, but I just think Hassan Haskins brings the most valuable skill set because not only what he can do on the ground, short yardage situations in the passing game, and he's able to, you know, he, he's good in pass pro, pass protection. That is crucial if you're going to be an offense running RPOs, especially no offense to Jalen Hurts. He doesn't always do it that well. Haskins, I think, would be a great pick, great value at this stage in the draft. A few picks later, yet again, fifth round we stay, the 166th pick overall. Let's take another white linebacker. We love white linebackers here in this mock. Micah McFadden, linebacker out of Indiana. Uh, He's got great instincts, a good football IQ. He's effective as a blitzer, as an off-ball linebacker. He can drop into coverage and read a quarterback's eyes. He doesn't have the you know elite speed, right? He's a fifth-round pick for a reason. They're going to go there about this range. But he can play sideline to sideline. He keeps his shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. He's a very good tackler. This is one of these guys where you're not going to see. Like, Michael McFadden wouldn't be a week one starter for this team, more than likely, right? But again, special teams. You know, it, you can't understate the value there as well. A lot of times on defense now, too, you don't have dudes that are playing 70-some snaps a game anymore. You just don't. Look at the way this defensive line works. You have to be able to rotate dudes. And I think Michael McFadden... Uh, you know, linebacker injuries, the, the position's a little thin for this team and you add him as a special teamer as well. At this point, that's what this point in the draft is about. And Micah McFadden at this point presents great value. It's a need position as well. Again, linebacker is a gaping fucking hole for this team. And yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to me. And, you know, shout out to Indiana because why not stay in the big 10, right? We love white linebackers here on the pod. Sarcasm, obviously. Um, Seventh and final round, final pick with the 237th pick in the draft. Let's close things out with a center, Doug Kramer out of Illinois. Um, We've talked very often here when we put the big board out. I was honest with you. I knew Tyler Linderbaum was not going to be the pick of this team. I knew it. I thought maybe when there were three ones that maybe there was a slight slight hope. Um, Jason Kelsey's going to retire. We've been talking about this for years now. He's hinted at it for three years in a row. You're going to need a guy. Landon Dickerson can play center, yes, but he can also play guard. You just lost Brandon Brooks, an all-pro guard, as we said. It makes more sense to me to replace 
one center now as opposed to eventually two guards. Get you the heir apparent in there that can learn from Jason Kelsey, who's a fucking legend in this locker room in this city that'll never, ever pay for a drink in Philly ever again. It makes perfect sense. And at this stage in the draft, I'm not saying that Doug Kramer is going to be the heir apparent, the incumbent center, but at this stage in the draft, like a lot of times these dudes don't even make rosters. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, it, both our seventh rounders last year, actually we had three, all three of them made the final 53-man roster. So you never know. I'm not saying that he wouldn't make the roster, but at this stage he's worth a gamble as a four-year starter at center at Illinois. He plays low. He anchors well. He's got those square pads, and he keeps defenders in front of him. He's better as a run blocker, as a pass blocker, but he's still effective in pass pro due to his quickness. He's fast off the snap. He keeps his head on a swivel. Um, the experience that you get here alone from a guy like Kramer is worth a seventh rounder. You know, it, at this point, you're you're pissing the wind, right? You've done your homework on guys. You know who's there. You know what they bring to the table. But center to me is going to be, it's not right now immediately, but it is going to be a massive fucking need for this team when Jason Kelsey retires. Yes, you can move Landon Dickerson over. I know that. But you move him over, you're cutting, him, you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. He's played guard at the NFL level. He played guard in Alabama as well. He's capable of playing center. You might as well. To me, it makes more sense to leave him there as opposed to try to move him to center. And that you're going to have to replace him either way. So why not leave him at left guard and then take you a center to replace him? So I know it's not going to be Linderbaum. I know it's not. It's fun to pretend and fantasize, right? But Kramer at this spot in the draft makes all the sense to me. I hope, it, it, whether it's here or not, whether it's Kramer or not, I would like to be able to come away from this draft with a center. You know, Luke Wattenberg out of Washington even. Like some points, you know, with one of these late fifth rounders, or this final pick, again, like we said, Howie's probably going to move and jockey up and down the board a little bit. We could end up coming away with a six-rounder that we don't have right now. Things are going to move. I'd like to see the center position addressed at some point during this draft. It just has to be, at least to get another arm in there to, you know, scout team and things like that during the offseason. So what do you think? Give me your thoughts. Who do you want the birds to take? Hit me up at Grease Pole Podcast. Uh, feel free to comment. Ah. Uh. It gives me chills, dude. It gives me chills, man. Like it the best part of it is is it's been the same sound for years. Yeah. It's been unchanged. Yeah. We've fucked with so much. Mm -hmm. DVDs are obsolete now. Even Blu-ray. How insane. We stream everything. But you know what remains the same in this time of constant change? The draft jingle. It's so great. Had to get one more in there. Well, like the best thing about that is, is like the draft and look, I lock in for three days, but the best thing is, is you can go and you can get you another beer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you hear that sound and you know, like, yo, commission's walking to the stage, dickhead Goodell. I got to haul ass back out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, Hey, we're coming, you know? So yeah, dude, like if, if you're going to make a beer run or get some more wings or whatever, you hear that in the other room, you know what time it is. Oh, side note, by the way beer this weekend on the shore went okay yeah yeah see yeah dude relaxing times a little, little butt heavy king of beers there you go yeah man they didn't have yingling well you always want a lager yeah but you i was like <laughs> my options the options were limited where we were at and she mm -hmm. was like you want a beer and i'm like you know what i do yeah yeah i do let's do it I never gave a shit about lager until I started hanging out with my friend Plummer. 
Okay. He's from State College. Yep. And we are. He showed up just twelve after twelve of Yangling all the time. Yep. And I even was I started calling him logger because I would go mm-hmm. go up with him to mm-hmm. State College. He's like, let's just get a twelve or a logger. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just kind of adopted it. Yingling, Yingling are are great. That's always been my beer when I like when I do. Um, I couldn't even tell you if I like it anymore. I probably wouldn't. It's <laughs> very, it's point. a very distinct taste. I used to love it because you can just so down great. it. So great. Doubt, doubt it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it. You know, once once you become an adult, <laughs> and the goal isn't how fast yeah and how much it's not a competition anymore yeah. you know it's not a we're puffing our chest out like south park whoa, whoa, whoa. like how mm-hmm. much can we drink you know it you know what you can do enjoy a drink every now and mm-hmm. then take the edge off like an adult side note i don't we might have talked about this before here on the pod my backup beer uh oh i have not gone this route since i'm re-ingratiating myself to the culture but my backup beer was always molson Canadian wow. Canadian brews. Look at you. Molson and Labatt's, dude. Yeah. Shout out to our uh, our neighbors of the north, the friendly Maple Leaf. Um, I I told you this before. I got, I don't want to say hooked because we only got the one 18 pack, but we went to Montreal one year before 9-11, mm. ladies and gentlemen. That was the Expos game trip, right? Yep. Shout out Expos. And uh, so we're in Montreal. We go to the mall and they have what amounts to a Rite Aid. You okay. Know, I guess it would friendly be. pharmacy is yeah. what they call it in Canada, in Canada <laughs> and uh, in the mall. And so we, we go there. Good for them. There's beer. And we're like, huh, let's get something Canadian. Heck, H-E-K. Yo. Solid. <laughs> I'll just say this. It put us on our asses. Okay. So, Which was the goal back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you because like you can't get it here. So I naturally I couldn't drink it as a sober man yeah or i couldn't drink it even post that trip right so i have no idea if it was any good but we loved it because huh. it didn't take much to <laughs> five of us just on our asses for the weekend let's find canadians let's find a canadian yeah. friend hey hey if you're listening to this and you're from canada yeah taylor actually uh from from the hockey league lives in uh canada oh really I'm not exactly sure where but yeah she lives in canada oh so yeah Send us some heck. <laughs> yes, please. You know? If it's still a thing. H-E-K. Yeah. Heck. Good for them, man. You know? We love... We're, we're a super pro-Canada pod. That's true. We, we don't are. blame Canada. We love Canada. No, we don't. We Yeah, we blame ourselves. We're here. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We Dude. are definitely the yes. problem. <laughs> yeah. We as in the country and uh, we as in... Uh, white people mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah <coughs> oh my god we just lost the people that said we're too woke oh yeah yeah, yeah. sorry that's, that's a thing yeah i guess we should go wake our asses we're, out of we're here canceling now we're, we're canceled now yeah because oh, we're woke damn, dude because all those things yeah sorry are, yeah sorry everybody uh perfect time to cancel at least we got our mock out there so everybody can see how inaccurate we are so there's that um we will be back here um hopefully on friday uh, to chop it up about how Howie's hopefully not pissed us off and take a look at who's still on the board going into night two of the draft and day three as well. Happy draft week, everybody. It is. See you later on this week. And for the love of God, speaking of beer, have some nearby just in case Howie pisses you off because it's more than likely going to happen. We will see you later in the week. Enjoy the draft. As always, go birds. <laughs>
Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Go birds. Go birds! Oh, 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 okay. That would be great.